This is a Woodside Church podcast. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you very much for that lovely introduction. I hope you guys have not forgotten me. (laughs) The same answer in the beginning for the first service as well. Hallelujah. God is good. So all the time is good. Praise God. So I'm asked to share today. I believe as Ruth said that it is God's work. We don't know. So let us take as it comes. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the topic which I preached at uh, uh, Westside is living wisely. So we had a one-line, one-line series in the summer, so we got a fantastic time, different people preaching and things like that. So I preached this topic there. Here, Hannah Clements shared on the same topic, but the same topic, different version. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm going to share Living Wisely from Colossians, which we had a whole series on Colossians. So Colossians 4th chapter, 5th and 6th verse. Live wisely among those who are not believers. And make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time, O Father Lord Jesus. We commit ourselves, speak to our hearts, O Father Lord Jesus. Help us to receive as it comes, O Father Lord Jesus, Master God, so that we may glorify you in full. We resist the enemy in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So living wisely is a very, very important topic for every Christian. So we need to have wisdom. How many like to have wisdom? Praise God. This is an Indian preacher. I'll ask, keep asking, you know, stand or raise your hands and things like that. So I, mean, I feel like sharing a joke today. No. <laughs> yeah. So there was a, a person who was in the, you know, sitting in a congregation, big congregation, and the preacher was preaching. This was not in the first service, though. You, are, you guys are blessed with this joke. Yeah? So he was preaching, and then this man was maybe tired, and then he, was, he slept while the preacher was sleeping. And uh, suddenly the person who was sitting next to him, he woke him up, you know, maybe a bit, a bit of noise, maybe he just started. He's, he just woke up, and the preacher says, just he heard, uh, please stand up. And then uh, this... Man, because please stand up, he stood up, and everybody started to clap. And then the preachers thanked, thank you very much for agreeing to pay 50000 for the building fund. <laughs> <laughs> you got the message now. You know what I'm expecting now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Right. Who is a wise person? <laughs> so the question is, we want to live wisely. Who is a right wise person? Do you know Pastor James? Not Jamie that has been introduced this morning. Do you know Pastor James, half-brother of Jesus? <laughs> Who wrote the epistle of James in the book, in the, in the Bible? He asked a beautiful question. Who is wise among you? If, if that Pastor James comes here and asks us, and if I'm sitting there, I'll be thinking, what sort of question he's asking? 
How can I say that I'm a wise person? Why is asking? Look at that. James is asking, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Hallelujah. That is James giving that who is wise. He is insisting that we must have the wisdom from God so that we can you know, show it by our good life and good deeds which comes by humility and comes from wisdom. Hallelujah. And Jesus as well. Jesus preached, you know, on the mountain. If you read Matthew 5, 6, 7, he was teaching and teaching on the mountain. And finally, he was teaching a parable like saying that wise man and a foolish man. Anybody knows the story? Building the house. The one built on the rock called wise and the other one built on the sand called foolish person. And Jesus concluded that, you know, who is, no, sorry, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows, it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. The person who builds his life on the solid rock is a wise person. So which is, what is this rock? This rock is Jesus Christ. Whoever builds their life on this rock, they will be called as wise. Whoever builds their life on the teachings from the Bible is wise. Hallelujah. So that is what he says. Yes, everybody listens to the word of God. Everybody receives the word of God. Everybody listens to the word of God. Everybody gets the word of God. Everybody has the knowledge of word of God. But if you don't apply to the life, you are not going to be wise. It is to receive and to apply. It is to get to apply. It is to know to apply. Not resisting just to listen, just to know. But once you start applying, we will be called as wise people. That is what Jesus is illustrating. Let us receive that one. Let us be wise and will let us live wisely. There are two types of wisdoms, you know. There's earthly wisdom. There's heavenly wisdom. Again, this Pastor James, in his epistles, he writes in James 3rd chapter 14 to 18, he talks about earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. Earthly wisdom will give selfish ambitions, envy, harbor bitter, not spiritual, unspiritual. It is of the devil, disorder, every evil practice. This is what we get from earthly wisdom, there are so many books, there are so many things that teach us you to be success, to have your ambitions fulfilled. You know, there are so many books, you know, books will give, you know, will get that one so that we can acquire these wisdoms, which is earthly. But heavenly wisdom, according to James, it is pure. It is peaceable and gentle, full of mercy, full of good fruits, impartial, and it is sincere. That is the wisdom we are talking about today. That is the wisdom we need to have to live a life wisely. Hallelujah. For us to have this heavenly wisdom and to live wisely, we need to check our relationship with God. Now, as the elders of this church asked me to prepare for summer series that it will be on Colossians, then I started to meditate on Colossians, I read all the chapters and then I started to meditate and one chapter really touched my life. And then that's uh, uh, Colossians 3rd chapter 1 to 4. 
Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated, in the right, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, when you also appear with him in glory. So while I was meditating on this, this passage stuck me, and then coming to a story of my life, we are refurbishing our kitchen, we're extending two garages, you know, one garage we're extending to the kitchen. This was a promise which I gave to my wife, I think three or four years ago. She was asking me to have a bigger kitchen and bigger kitchen. So finally, we planned. When this topic came, that time it is not started to renovate. It is now, but that time it was not. Then we are started to clear off everything. It's a story of clearing. So we are clearing everything and to make room. As we are clearing up, and this passage started to speak to me. There are things to retain, and there's the things to release, and some things to remember. So as we started to clear some of the things which I've come across, wow, this is needed. This is important. Let us keep it. Let us keep it. And then we kept it. And then there are so many other things which was not needed. You know, this passage clearly says that first thing to retain is our foundation. Our foundation we need to retain. Without the foundation, we cannot build the house. We cannot build anything. We cannot build our life. As I said, Jesus is our rock. On that foundation, let us build our life. So we need to retain. We need to have the awareness to retain the foundation which we received. It starts with saying that, Whereas it starts, you no, know, it says something to be retained is awareness of the foundation. You know, it clearly says in the beginning, since then you have been raised with Christ. So that is the foundation we have. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. We were aliens, we were sinners in the past. Jesus Christ came and made us new and changed our life and made as a new creation. I can say boldly, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm a born again. Jesus has made me to no, no, give, come up with a new, as a new creation, making to forget all the past things and making me new. That is our foundation. Now Paul is clearly saying to Colossians to us that since then, you have been raised with Christ Jesus. Let us Check our foundation. Let us retain that foundation. Yes, we believe that one, isn't it? Jesus Christ came, lived on the earth, and then he taught us how to live. He died on the cross. He was buried and rose back from the dead. He is resurrected. He is alive today. That is our foundation. That is our belief. If some of you are new to our church here, I take the opportunity on behalf of the elders this is Bible-based church. We believe what Bible says. That is the doctrine we have. We believe in Jesus Christ. No other doctrines. I'll talk about a couple of other things. That is what we believe. And if you are looking for Bible-based Christian spirit-filled church, you are in the right place. <laughs> Hallelujah. I welcome you all if you are new to this place. So let us retain 
And let us have the attention to our focus. Where is our focus? Because it talks, talks, since we have been raised to a new life in Jesus, we are told to seek those things which are above. Seek is present. It's a continuous. It's not just once you started to seek and then you forgot. Seeking is continuous. Let us have that focus set on Jesus, the things above, not on earthly things. Hallelujah. Let us have to have a focus to have a deeper knowledge of Jesus. Let us have a focus on a clean and holy life. Let us have a focus on godly virtues. Let us have the focus to be holy in our domestic life, social life. Let us have a focus on effective prayer life. Let us have a focus to have a fruitful witness. Let us retain those things. Let us retain those things which we received when we got saved. I don't know how many years you got saved. I don't know how many days you got saved. I have been got saved, I think, around 25 years now. The day when I received, I rejoiced. I tell you, I was in a different world, you know, that things, has, you know, all the things has loosened and I was so free. I was rejoicing in the Lord and receiving everything what God has kept store for me. Hallelujah. So let us store. And something which needs to be released. Coming back to the story, I was, we were, me and my wife, we are clearing and clearing and clearing and we started to talk. Why we are carrying all this stuff so many years? You know, we had a ceiling, an open ceiling and we kept so many stuff which we don't know. Many years it has been carrying. We need to get rid of it. Slowly we are taking out, you know, every weekend we are in the tidy tip. Taking all the rubbish which was not needed. So here, Paul is reminding us to release those things which are not needed. Something must be released, which we have been carrying without our knowledge. I tell you, 80% of the stuff, we need to throw it out. We carried that much of unwanted things for many years. Today is a reminder for us to release those things which are not needed in our lives. Let us release those things which, were, which is not needed. Let us not carry those things. No, let us loosen ourselves. Let us get ready to take the race. No, more you light, more fast you can run. I'm not an athlete here, but that's the logic behind. <laughs> so let us release everything. And something, you know, at the end, as we are clearing so many things, in a corner we saw a, a box. We remember that box but we forgot what was there inside. So once we start open, we saw lovely photographs of some ages. And some of them are our daughters when she was little. And then we both sat together and started to think and remember so many things, the, the things which passed in our lives. And we started to thank God. And even we started to cry as well, thinking about, so there must be something to remember. This Colossians talks about that. That passage talks about that. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. It's a reminder that we have died. Though I'm living, I'm speaking, but I've died. I've, I've gone. I've given my life to God. My old things are died now. I'm a new creation. There was death has been there, you know. So we need to release so many things and we need to remember there's a 
death involved. There has been a death, and there has been a deposit, and there has been a dream. It reminds us that we will have an eternal life. So let us remember. Let us retain the things which we need to retain. Let us release those things which we need to release. And let us remember that we need what we need to remember. Right. Let us come back to the topic. The topic is living wisely. So the question is, how can we make the most of every opportunity? How can we make the most of every opportunity? So the question Paul answers is, in, those two, in these two verses is how we can make the most of every opportunity as we relate to the unbelievers in our lives. That one, by, number one is by living, by wise behavior. By wise behavior. Colossians 4, 5 says, Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Our behavior should be without compromising to the holiness and truth. I'll read again. Our behavior should be without compromising to the holiness and truth. Some, many times I was doing this one, I also heard, when people are talking, they'll be talking untruth. It's against the word of God, but still we agree with them. We'll still go with them and agree and then try to convince with some other things. No. We cannot compromise to the truth. We cannot compromise to the holiness. That is our base. Truth should, should be truth. In the past, you know, I come from India. We are more of truth. So when people are talking something against the word of God, I need to put my foot down and then say, no, 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 that is not truth. You cannot say like that. And then thank God for this church. When I joined here 18 years ago, I started to learn how to move with grace as well. Yes, we need to have the truth that is not going to help with only truth. Now, by the time I started to fight with that person, that person is completely gone, disappeared because of my way of communicating. I'm come to that point a bit later. So we had to move with gentleness. We had to move with grace. We had to tell the truth, but you should not agree or compromise to the truth. We should to stick on to the holiness. We had to stick on to the truth which we know through the Bible. Hallelujah. There are sources of, of wisdom. The number one source is the scriptures. We need to meditate upon the scriptures. This is the base for everything. You cannot go beyond this or anywhere. This is our base. We believe this is the holy scriptures. This is God's words. It's a living word. It's a double-edged sword. We believe on this. Once you start meditating, the Bible says, Psalm 19:7, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Or the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. So we need to meditate on the word of God. Word of God is the base. That is the source of wisdom. And the second one is prayer. Again, James, Pastor James in, in his epistle says, if any one of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. You know, Proverbs, how many of you know there is a book called Proverbs in the Bible? It's next to Psalms. I'm not going to ask, raise your hands, don't worry. So there is a book, it talks about, most, it talks about wisdom. First nine chapters talks about wisdom. 
You know, David in the Old Testament, he was teaching his son Solomon. So Solomon was David's son and David was teaching him the scriptures and God's ways and God's commands and God's, you know, all what he experienced in his life. He was sharing with him and teaching him and instructing him that you need to ask, you need to have wisdom. Wisdom is the key for success. Wisdom is the key to fulfill the purpose of God. Wisdom is something that you need to have in your life. And we know that we have born and then we are going to die one day. Between that, that we need to have the wisdom. That is what David was teaching Solomon. And one day it happened that God appeared to Solomon. It is all in the Bible. Okay? You need to read the Bible. Then only you understand the stories. It's, and then one day God appeared to Solomon. And then God asked, what do you want, my son? Without any hesitation, Solomon asked, I need, I want wisdom. I tell you. For us, to have full, for us to fulfill the life which we have from God, we need wisdom. Hallelujah. So that is what the Proverbs teaches us. And Hebrews 5.14, you know, we need to practice the principles in real life experience. Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to extinguish good from evil. So we need to use constantly. We need to use what we heard, what we received. Let us use constantly. Let us use so that we can able to distinguish good and evil. Hallelujah. I was preaching in India. <clears throat> and then I was preaching on the subject called Holy Spirit, which I love most. And then I was sharing at the end, I given an altar call for people to come and receive the Holy Spirit, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And a few people came in, and then I prayed. They started to speak in a different language. They started to receive the gift of speaking in tongues. And suddenly, other next couple of rows started to speak in tongues. Praise God for the glory of God. But I heard one more person in the corner speaking in tongues. But I sensed inside, I distinguished, and then had the discerning that person was speaking through the evil spirit. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is not from God. I sensed it inside of me. Those who experience such move in your lives, you will understand what does that mean. That is what it teaches in the Bible as well. That's what the wisdom comes from God. I'm not boasting here, but I'm telling that is what God wants to give it to you. To discern good and evil. As you constantly use what you receive, you will be able to distinguish between good and evil. Then I went to that lady who was, you know, loudly speaking in tongues. I looked at her, but she couldn't see eye to eye. I, I laid hands upon her and then I cast the demon out of her. Praise God, she got saved and she added to the church. Hallelujah. So we need to have that wisdom to discern and distinguish good and evil. That comes by constant use, what God has given in your life. The skills and the talents and the knowledge and the wisdom, whatever you have, use it for the glory of God so that you can able to distinguish. And you should also have fruit of the Spirit. You need to walk in the fruit of the Spirit every day to gain that wisdom, to have that wisdom and to move in that. Galatians 5, 22, 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. These are the things we need to practice every day. We need to have in our lives every day. 
That is where the constant use will come and then we will start receiving the wisdom to glorify God. The second answer Paul gives us, how can we make the most of every opportunity for eternity is salty speech. <laughs> salty speech, it looks a bit of a rough word. Yeah, that's what I, somebody told me. I'm not studied in English medium school. I've not come from English medium school. I've studied in my own language from India. Praise God that I can be able to communicate. I hope you're understanding my accent and receiving what I'm sharing. Hallelujah. But when I prepared these notes, Bible said salt. I just put salty speech. And then somebody advised me saying that, oh, bit change that word to speech with seasoned with flavor. Seasoned with flavor is salty speech. Anyway, whatever it is, it says in the Bible. Let us read Colossians 4, 6. <laughs> Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt. The Bible says salt. <laughs> so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. I take this verse there. I take this to mean that what we say about, G about Jesus Christ, about the Christian life, should be made as appetizing as possible. When food is not salted, it tastes blunt. People don't want to eat it. It's not, it's not appetizing. Our speech is not supposed to be like that. That's what the Bible says. Our speech should be seasoned with salt. Question is, is our speech seasoned with salt? This is one of the most refreshing things that I ever heard anyone say about personal evangelism. Think about it for a moment. How can you develop an ability to speak about Christ so that there is an appetizing flavor to it? How do you learn to talk about Christ in a way that it makes people mouth-watering. That's what Paul telling us. Let it be seasoned with flavor or salt. I think the answer is simply to spend time every day reminding yourself from the scripture why the gospel tastes so good. We need to go back again to the scriptures we need to read every day. The Bible says, the Sunday's class is going, the children are sitting there. I bet that one, they'll be teaching for them to read the Bible every day, to pray every day. It is not just for them, it is for all of us. Our life in and out should have that practice of meditating on the word of God, reading the word of God, and praying and asking God. That's what we learn in our Sunday schools that continues until the Lord comes back. Hallelujah. Let us keep, you know, sometimes luxury life, luxury things, busyness of the life, we're preoccupied in so many things, we don't feel like reading the Bible, we don't feel like praying. If you want to have the wisdom to live wisely, you need to pray and you need to read the word of God. That is where you receive the heavenly wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our speech should bring healing. Our speech should bring healing. Proverbs 12, 18 says, Some people make cutting remarks 
but the words of the wise bring healing wow i have made cutting remarks in my life to punish somebody to hurt somebody you know i i confess yes i did do but praise god for the word of god where we can receive the things to change our lives thank god for the word it made me to change again somebody casual talk it made me no i got hurt so much they might have talking very casually it hurt me so much i was off for 6 years i'm coming in and out of the church but i'm off but praise god for this church there are two people they are sitting here now right now they helped me to overcome they helped me to overcome that i don't mind sharing that names anyway it is one is charles uncle and one is nigel here so they both were there to encourage for me to come out of that hurt they might have talked just a, a casual talk but it was a cutting remark in my life but the words of a wise person is brings healing our speech should bring life props 1821 a tongue can bring death and life there's a power in your speech there's a power in your tongue when you speak life you will receive you will make that person to receive the life when you speak death you will make that person to receive death hallelujah that the, the, the illustration which i given the example which i have given is a death in my life 6 years i was dead though i was alive but spiritually i was gone down because of somebody's speech how is your speech is it giving life to others or death those who love to talk will reap the consequences is danger there's a power in your tongue our speech should encourage one another ephesians 4:29 says don't use foil or abuse your language let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them hallelujah very clever paul i tell you yeah he gives so much of encouragement as i encourage by these two there are so many others who can encourage in this church praise god for this church we receive so much of encouragement so much of you know support for us to do god's work and training us and equipping us to have that life fulfilled in christ jesus hallelujah praise god the third point is individual attention five more minutes yeah the third point is individual attention colossians 4 5 let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person say each person yes. hallelujah so we need to respect each person every person is unique and different every one has different situations and different needs we can serve in different ways but the gospel is the same we can serve in a different ways so many ways we can serve you know with the object with the speech and whatever but the gospel is the same gospel which i said about the foundation it is the same gospel gospel which we tasted and will to preach as well hallelujah situations are different as i said my son looks like me when he was 3 years old i showed him my photograph sitting with other people and then i showed it to him and he questioned why i'm sitting there he looks like me but still we are different hallelujah every person is different every person needs are different every situation is different i wanted to give an illustration i know i may taking bit of more time jesus said if somebody slaps on your right 
Come on, continue. Show him the left as well. If somebody asks you to for a mile, go with him for a two. If somebody is not having a coat, give your upper coat to him. Yeah? See, Jesus said that's a principle, isn't it? To share everything what you have. In other side, in one more parable, if you read Matthew 25, it talks about ten virgins. Anybody know the story of ten virgins? There are five foolish virgins and five wise virgins. Okay? Five virgin, wise virgins, they carried the oil with them. The foolish, they didn't carry. And the time came, the bridegroom arrived, the bell rang, and everybody was rushing, and then they got up from the sleep. All of them got up the sleep. Those who had the lamp burning, the wise virgins, they're able to go inside, you know, and the foolish, the lamp didn't burn, that they couldn't go. And then they asked the wise virgins, oh, can you share some oil with us? You go home and read the Matthew 25th chapter. Yeah? It says that they said no. Same Jesus who told the parables saying that one, somebody slaps on your left, show the right. Somebody doesn't have the coat, give them the coat. Somebody asks to walk, go for. It means you share everything what you have. But when the time comes, the same Jesus explaining in a different parable to say no. Situations are different. Don't stick on to this theology or this doctrine. Or don't stick on to this theology and this doctrine. Some churches, they say that we have to worship silently. We have to... Sorry, I'm passing another two more minutes. So, <laughs> they, they worship very silently. And some churches, wow, jing, jang, jing, jang, band and goes and dance and worship. The people who like silent worship, they hate dancing and jumping. The people who jump and dance, they don't like silent at all. I tell you, both are true, both are good. Hallelujah. Both says in the Bible, you have to be quiet. Again, I'll give you one more example. <clears throat> God said, behold, see what I'm going to do. God said, isn't it? Behold, be still. Am I, saying? Am I right? Be still. See, look that I am your God. He said, be still. Means, keep quiet. If God says, be still, better you be still. <laughs> he said, be still. And the next movement we see in Ezekiel, he took Ezekiel's hand. Come, Ezekiel. Come, speak to these bones. Speak to these bones. Give them the life. Tell them to come live. Yeah, you don't speak now. <laughs> you can speak a bit later. Thank you. Yeah, same God who said, be still. And then other side, he said, come on, speak to these bones. Same God. Both are true. It is God who works in us. If you want to silently worship, worship silently. If you want to jump and dance and worship, do it. God likes both. He loves worship. In what form you worship doesn't matter. He loves worshiping him. Hallelujah. So that is what God, the situations are different in everybody's. There is no thumb rule. Don't stick and this is my doctrine. I must dance. I don't like that one. No, no, no. You need to accept God. It's God who brings those thin things. In different situations, different people. But the gospel is the same. There's the same power in that gospel. Hallelujah. You know, Psalm 90 is a prayer of Moses. It talks about, it talks about, one more minute. It talks about human life. We are like a grass. Yeah? We are like a morning, we come fresh. In the evening, we are withered and then dry. Our life is like that. 
But finally, he's praying in the 12th verse. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. What is the link to number of days and wisdom? For us to know and to get the life fulfilled, we need to have the wisdom. Yes, we know that we are going to die one day. God has given a gift of life. Let us utilize it for this glory. Let us fulfill the purpose which God has called, getting this wisdom in our life. Getting the heart of wisdom so that we know every day is counted. Every day is fulfilling day for us. Every day is an opportunity to speak about him. Every day to take the gospel wherever we go. We may be working in the office. We may be working in the construction department. We may be working in the hospital, in the schools, wherever we can take the gospel there. Hallelujah. Including our homes. Not only just in the church. Of course, church is a place where we'll pray, we'll teach, we'll get trained. But homes is also a church where we'll get teaching and things like that. Let us get that one and take that gospel wherever we go, whatever we do. Let our behavior speak. Let us have this wisdom so that our behavior can speak to others. Hallelujah. Let's stand in the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. If you lack wisdom, Bible says, ask God. He will give you. He promised that he will give you. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Oh, the things which we carry is too much luggage. There are so many things which we need to release. Let us release today. Let us make ourselves free. Let us retain that foundation. Let us adjust our focus upon Jesus. Let us get that awareness. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this afternoon, O Lord Jesus. We thank you for reminding us to live wisely, O Father God. Father God, Help us to release the things which we need to be released in our lives, O oh Father God. Help us to live wisely, O oh Father God, walking along with you, O oh Father God. Father God, we thank you for reminding each day is an accomplishment day in your kingdom, O oh Father God, and for your kingdom, O oh Father Lord Jesus. Help us to take the gospel wherever we go, O oh Father God, and fill us with your heavenly wisdom. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, thank you very much for listening to me. I hope God has spoken to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. You've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.